What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's enjoying their week. I hope everybody's having a good Wednesday, a good hump day today, and I hope everybody is staying safe out there, chilling with friends and family, or if you're just at work making money, you know, to get that bag up. It's close to the end of 2023. We got basically, like, what, two weeks? Two weeks left till 2023 is over, so this going to be a... It's going to be crazy. You feel me? Like two and a half weeks till we have to, like 2023 and we end of 2024. And this has been a crazy year. Not going to lie. Crazy year for wrestling. You feel me? What you think I was going to say? Crazy year for everything else? Nah, 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 nah. Sports? Okay. NFL? I. NBA? Okay. Wrestling? Crazy as hell. It's been so crazy. A lot of good. A lot of bad. Like, a lot of great things, a lot of bad things, a lot of great moments, a lot of not-so-good moments. But still, it's been a crazy, great upbringing for wrestling, and especially what happened at NXT Deadline the other weekend, this past weekend, which I say was a phenomenal way to end out 2023. And going into 2024 with a with very... High hopes, a very great mindset for wrestling, and I'm not here to talk. I'm not here to say anymore. I'm here to give you my review of what happened at NXT Deadline this past weekend, and no more talking. For my OGs out there, you already know in each and how every episode goes down on this podcast. Do I need to explain more? Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks. Go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get right in today's episode. So, first match we got to start off on the list was the kickoff match for NXT Deadline. That is Axiom versus Nathan Fraser, And a very good, good match to start the PLE. I'm not going to lie. Yes, this was technically a match that was supposed to happen on NXT um on NXT TV on uh, on USA Network but it didn't happen because of the uh women of the Iron Survivor match interrupted a really great solid match that was going on and like i said this is a kickoff match i mean people care but people didn't really cared all that much, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, you got to give up to these two great wrestlers in the in the ring, one like a fast person like Nathan Frazier himself, trained by our world heavyweight champion Seth freaking Rollins himself, and when Nathan Frazier is in the ring, nothing, nothing bad can go wrong when he's in the ring, especially with a great person like Axiom to basically compliment and only compare to make the entire match flow smoothly. That's what they did. And the crowd was hyped for this match. I was even hyped for this match. Yes, I know my friends couldn't be there, but at the same time, I was still excited and I still love each and everything about this match. It did not disappoint and with the all, in my opinion, it was a very great match to, like I said, to start NXT. And it was a very, very fast-paced matchup, which I do like when it comes to these two people in the ring. Nathan Fraser and Axum are two fast-minded individuals when it comes to the uh, to the um, to a WWE ring. And the both speed of superstars was literally on full display that day. And they both 
showed up and showed out with her athleticism. And my favorite spot, which honestly I didn't think it was, um, it, it's weird how it happened because it was like it was Axiom's moonsault, and after after Axiom's moonsault, it was like it was basically reversed into Fraser's top rope maneuver and hitting literally a twisting neckbreaker, which honestly was a really good spot in that match. Um, and honestly, Axiom hit the very famous Spanish fly, and then after that did a uh, perfect golden ratio to win this match. So this was basically just like a great match to get the crowd hype, you know, get the get the crowd be like, you know, popping for what's about to happen next, what's about to happen for the rest of the show, and basically giving us high hopes for what will happen during the entire show. And honestly, as you can see by Nathan Fraser's face, he was a bit upset that he did lose a match, but at the same time, you know, he only did it to give his, you know, like, bro, it's... That he only did it to give it uh, a give a hug, a great warm hug to Axiom, um, because both of these people, when it, like I said, when it comes to the to the uh, in ring circle itself, they do no wrong. And I love Nathan Fraser as a wrestler. I love Axiom as a wrestler. I think these two wonderful beings, wonderful wrestling uh, wrestlers in the ring, can basically become you know the the next world champions or the next, you know, or be like a great way in, you know, in the mid-card scene and, you know, maybe possibly going towards to that world championship rank, which it can happen to anybody, especially with people with that much athleticism or power or like they're a powerhouse in the ring. It doesn't matter. Each person in that ring has a special gift and Nathan Frazier and Axiom is one of those two people that have a special gift when it comes to putting on a great, amazing show that people will love, laugh, and enjoy and talk about years going on. And that's what this match brings to my attention. And like I said, this was a great match on both competitors and I do love them very much. And honestly, it sets us up for the rest of the show and... I'm and like I'm just I'm like lost for words at this point because I don't know what to say. And honestly, Nathan Fraser is long overdue for a um for a North American title match. Same thing goes with Axiom. I mean, yes, they had it in the past when it was uh Wesley as champion, aka I hope you, you know, uh you know, speedy recovery for Wesley because you need it, my boy. But um these these, like I said, people like that, they give like they give people credit, but not enough credit unless there's like a title wrap around their race and they're or they're like you know holding some type of record or they're basically you know it you know it may be overlooked by this person, but it's maybe loved by these twenty some people. So I, I would say this: um, Axiom and Nathan Frazier has my money on anything with their match all day because I know. No matter what the outcome is, whether it's like a bad match going into a good match or a good match trying to be in, like going into a bad and trying to be good again, I know that Nathan Frazier and Axiom can basically get you out of that, you know, sort some sort of boring or boredom in that match to try to make the match, you know, somewhat feel alive and somewhat, you know, be a great way to, you know, put people's like put smiles on people's faces, and that's what this match did. So, congratulations to Axiom to, uh, for winning the kickoff match 
of NXT deadline, and there's obviously much more of Axiom to come. Like, there's much more of Nathan Fraser to come. So, yeah, man, like, great sportsmanship between the two, and I love y'all both, and I hope you kid guys, you know, I hope you both can uh, get title matches sooner or later because y'all both deserve it. Y'all both, you know, need it, and this will just boost up their athleticism a lot more than before, and I'm all with it. Definitely for Axiom and definitely for Nathan Fraser. Now, to the start of the actual pay-per-view, we have the f- the second match on the list, and it's your boy Dominic, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, representing the Judgment Day and defending his NXT North American Championship against the Lucha, the Lucha Libre of the future. Dragon Lee. This match from head to toe was hitting perfectly. I'm telling y'all right now, this match was really, really good. And what I and I would to the start of this match, not gonna lie, to the start of this match, um, there is no uh there was no judgment day. As soon as Dominic came out, it was just him alone. Just like an NXT No Mercy, it was him alone. And just like NXT Deadline, it was similar again. This time, like I said, uh, again, it was no, there's no Rhea, there's no Danium, there's no Finn, and there's no JD. It was just him, him alone, getting the job done, getting the work done, and probably he was, in his mind, he wanted to go home and still the NXT North American Championship, but it did not happen. Because Dragon Lee, in a weird finisher, not going to lie. Because I don't even know what this man's finisher is. People people in the WWE Universe don't even know what his actual finisher is. So it's kind of weird of how he finished. But he still got the dub done. And he still dethroned Dominic Mysterio and became the new NXT champion. But the entire time, literally, it was literally an emotion-filled matchup. And I can tell that... That Rey Mysterio was literally in, like, Dragon Lee's corner. He was on commentary, but still in Dragon Lee's corner. And Dominic Mysterio, entire time, his face was on his father. Which was, I understand, you know, you're trying to be better than your dad. And, you know, you call your the dead, your, you know, your father a deadbeat father. And you're nothing. And he's nothing uh, without, without you and blah, 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 blah. But the entire match, well, the entire match was great. But his main focus was on his father the entire time. It was back and forth between Dragon Lee and and um and Rey Mysterio, and I'm like, dog, pay attention to the match, bro, because you might lose this match. And not gonna lie, I, I am one for one when it comes to Dragon Lee, man. And I, that night, that the for the start off the actual pay per view, I won. I was one for one because, man, Dominic. I'm surprised Dominic get his didn't get his ass yelled at on Monday Night Raw. Like, because if you remember, if you remember the last time um, Dominic lost the NXT North American Championship, it was to Trick Williams at No Mercy a couple months back. And when he lost it, it was, it was weird because Rhea Ripley had no sympathy. Well, he had, she had sympathy, but at the same time, didn't really give a fuck. She was like, you better win this fuck. You better win that title back or else. Like, like you see that you, it was like JD, not JD. It was basically Dominic, 
Damien and Rhea, right? And Dominic was basically holding Rhea's World Heavyweight Championship to the ring. You know, Damien both had Finn and uh, his tag team titles in his hand. And Rhea was basically going in on Dom, bro. And she's like, I like, be grateful because I gave you a rematch to win back your NXT North American Championship. But if you lose this match, do not bother coming back. Like she said again, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Do not bother coming back if you do not win this, win this title. Because you will be kicked out permanently, my boy. And what happened? Three days later, he won back the NXT North American Championship. But now, since he lost the NXT North American Championship to Dragon Lee, there's no, there's no madness, there's no nothing like that. Like, she's literally having sympathy for this man now, which was, I'm like, didn't you just try to, like, threaten to banish him from the Judgment Day? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> I thought you were going to banish him from the Judgment Day because he lost it the second time. Like, what? Come on, Rhea. And... In my mind, 100% in my mind, I really feel like Dominic will get kicked out, but I feel like they're going to hold that off to like maybe close to WrestleMania or maybe right at WrestleMania if they're going to kick him out of the Judgment Day. Um, and I definitely think that um, Dominic's days in the Judgment Day, I feel like, are numbered. Like, they may not seem number right now, but when it hits around Royal Rumble time, oh, yeah, they sh will surely be numbered. And, oh, my gosh. I think he's going to start blaming as far as, like, you're the reason why I lost NXT North American title. I'm like, and then Ray's going to be like, bro, I didn't even do shit. I just watched you beat up Dragon Lee and then Dragon Lee did all the work to take your title. I didn't do shit. So, you can't blame me. For your downfall of you losing the NXT North American title and not paying attention to your own mans that you were supposed to supposed to be fighting and lost it because you know you blame me for your own you know failures. That's uh, that's called accountability, son. That's called accountability. Try to like try to like think about your actions and do what's right instead of blaming me for all your dumbass problems. You feel me? So all this right man was doing was sitting in commentary. And literally, Dominic Michelle was literally trying to embarrass not only his father, but also Dragon Lee. But that obviously that shit backfired constantly. Constantly, and then next, you know, you had like uh, Dominic Mysterio going for his father's signature move at all, um, as always, but it failed. Then he turned, then Dragon Lee turned it into a into a power bomb, and then literally did a like a twisting slam. And then after that, bam, he was he was champion. I was like, I'm guessing that's his like his signature combined with his finisher. So. I, I guess that, because, like I said, I still don't know what Dragon Lee's finisher is, let alone signature. So, I was confused of what I saw, but at the same time, he still won it, so I can't complain. And I will definitely say this, I will definitely say this, um, Dragon Lee does deserve this win. Yes, he said he's doing it for Wesley, because 
just like like because he said well, uh, NXT literally on NXT this past Tuesday he literally said I'm a, I'm a hold the NXT North American title the same way Wesley did it I'm gonna defend it the same way that Wesley did it and bro shout out to Wesley because that was originally supposed to be Wesley's match but his injury that caused him to be out for eight to twelve months you know. He, he, he's going to be out, so Dragon Lee took his place, and Dragon Lee did it in a very stylish fashion. Took Dominic's NXT North American title in stylish fashion, and said, bruh, you know, this ain't this ain't your reign no more. This is my reign. I'm NXT North American champion now, you feel me? I'm going to carry the same the, the same title with pride, with my head, with my head held high, with pride in my hand, and smiling every time I defend this title, because I am the future of Lucha Libre, and I am your NXT North American champion, and and literally, he said, I'm defending this tonight, and he said, and the, she was like, who's your opponent gonna be, he's like, we gonna find out, and lo and behold, his opponent was Tyler Bray. Tyler Bate, really? Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate is another fantastic human being in the ring. The, the, like, literally, the former Heritage Cup winner and the former NXT UK champion himself. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to legit tell you right now. Tyler Bate deserves to be called up to the main roster very, very soon. Just like many others, like, you know, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Dragunov, Tyler Bate in that question. Like, there's so much people that deserve to be on the main roster right now. But Tyler Bate is a very specimen, a very special specimen himself. He had, like, another great match for the NXT North American Championship. Because the last match he was in for the North American Championship, it was Wesley versus him versus Joe Gacy in a triple threat match at uh, at NXT Battleground. Which was a very great match from, from the first match to the last match. That entire pay-per-view was fire. And, that, and the NXT North American Championship in a triple threat was one of those matches that was also cooking. And also was heat. And I loved it. And this is why Tyler Bate, my boy Tyler Bate, deserves to be on the main roster for something like that. And their match on NXT on USA was phenomenal. And I loved it. And the great sportsmanship between both sides was also more immaculate. And this is why you could say that not only uh, Tyler Bate, but Dragon, Dragon Lee is the future of Lucha Libre for a reason, and the same way that, um, the same way, like, main, like, um, main, like, main roster caliber, like, Becky Lynch, and, and, uh, Dirty Dominant Mysterio defending the title, not only on, uh, on Raw, but also on SmackDown, um, sorry, not on Raw, but also on NXT, Dragon Lee's probably gonna do the same, and not, and defend, not only the, uh, NXT North American title, on NXT, but he's also going to uh, probably, probably more likely, you know, defend it on Friday Night SmackDown as well too. So I'm looking forward to those matches, those hard-hitting NXT North American title matches on SmackDown, bringing very, very happy faces to the SmackDown brand, to the Blue brand, 
and, and basically defending it with a big smile on his face on NXT because Dragon Lee deserves this. He's doing this for Wesley. Shoot, if I, if Wesley was injured and he and you know Wesley, you know, you know, wanted like someone close to him at the same caliber. Shoot, I will gladly do it and defend it the same way you do it because Dragon Lee called Wesley the greatest. North American champion of all time. And I believe him 100% because this man had hard-hitting matches 24-7. Plus, that open challenge, that it was either a Fatal 5-way or it was like a six-pack uh, challenge at NXT, uh, at NXT Stand Deliver back in April on WrestleMania weekend. Bruh, that match was hard-hitting. And drag me... Was in that match, if if I remember correctly, it was Wesley defending the title at the time against Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonish, and Axiom. That was a fire match, and it shows. And this, I literally wish the best of luck of of Dragon Lee becoming the best he can be as one of the top NXT North American champions of all time. So congratulations to Wesley to dethroning a bitter, sweet rival like Dirty Dominic Mysterio to become your new NXT North American champion. So the next match we have on the list is the Women's Iron Survivor match. And it was literally, um, in this match, it was Blair Davenport, uh, Tiffany Stratton, Ke uh, Kalina, uh, was it Kiana Jordan, or Kalana Jordan, however you say her name, Last Legend, and uh, Fallon Henley. This match was really surprisingly good, not gonna lie. Just like last year's, um, last year's Iron Woman's Iron Survivor match, this one was better than last year's. And the only thing, the only problem that I had with this match was the constant back and forth flipping between, you know, uh, pinning from Fallon and uh, Davenport. That was a little much. That was a little doing too much. I'm like, alright, bro. You're like, alright, you can... You're like, I was like, I was like, damn! And I was like, at that point, I was like, bro, come on, bro. Can, can we stop the, like, excessive amount of pinning? Just fight already. Like, fuck! So, besides that, uh, Fallon was doing her thing. Blair Davenport, the sneaky bugger uh, out of all of them, was doing her thing. Like, and honestly, during this match, I had Blair Davenport to win from the jump. So it was either between uh, Blair Davenport or Tiffany Stratton. That was one of my picks for this. Um, but each and every woman during this match literally cooked. All of them legit cooked and when especially when Tiffany Stratton came in I'm like bro I feel like she gonna win this because you know she, she she crazy when it comes to these type of matches especially a hard-hitting match like this like the whole you know extreme rules match that happened at NXT No Mercy so something as hard-hitting like that and you know this right next to it it says it says bro she can be NXT Women's Champion champion again. Just give her a great run. That's all you got to do. Just book her properly and she'll be good. And I'm not going to lie. The last two women that came in, Kalana, uh, Kalana Jordan and Last Legend, bruh, 
usually when it comes to matches like these, you give them one person, the, you know, the MVP of this match. Nah, Kalana Jordan and Last Legend, they're both the MVPs of this match. Oh, God, bro, you cannot tell me. Like, when Last Legend came in out of nowhere, I forgot what move this woman did. But she went after she was done. From the athleticism, the kip up by Last Legend was immaculate. It was so good. And then she literally, if she literally recreated the famous um, pin, having two people on top of each other from Roman Reigns pinning Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37 night two. Oh my God! And literally had two falls in a matter of like what two minutes. So. That that match was that yo that woman last legend is something because I was like I see her wrestle but you know I was like eh, because her moment you know her moment before that moment was um her basically lifting up and body slamming Otis onto the mat that was one of her highlights so this highlight from NXT Deadline completely demolishes the one she did with Otis completely so. Last Legend, I can give her her props, and she did really, really good in this match. And I can tell that in, in the future, she could be, become a, like, an NXT Women's Champion. I could definitely see that happen. But Kalana, but Kalana Jordan, or Kalani Jordan, I keep on going to butcher her name, I know that. Yo, the moves that she did the entire time, and it sucks that this girl didn't get a pinfall, because all the moves she was breaking... And all the moves she was doing was phenomenal. I loved everything about her, bro. And she's improving as time goes on. Why she deserves to be on the NXT women's roster. And literally, it, it was it was so good. It was literally so, so good. And literally, like in the beginning of the match, it was literally two-on-one. Blair Davenport and Tiffany Stratton was basically just hammering away on Henley. Because they both don't give a fuck about Henley. They hate the fuck out of Henley. Especially Tiffany Stratton. So, you can see that. You can you can definitely see that. And, me personally, 100% me personally, I, I really like Tiffany Stratton as a match. Like, she was, you know, glistening as ever. You know, beautiful NXT women as always. But... Nothing is going to compare in that match like Lash Legend and Kiana Jordan. You cannot tell me there's no other one besides those two that will show up and show out and put on an amazing performance. Because the last, what, 15, 15 minutes? Bangers. Bangers, bangers, bangers. And I remember when um, I forgot uh, what, what happened after... Uh, Last lesson was trying to pin somebody because after a while the the rest of metaphor came out and tried to block off the uh you know the the room that 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 whole penalty box thing and literally you had literally Tiffany Stratton and fucking Hel like Fallon Henley fighting in the penalty box and I was like bro this is this is becoming a golden ass match and as soon as like Hel Fallon Henley was like fuck this. And right when she climbed out, Tiffany Strider pushed her off the penalty box into the announce table. And I was like, yo, this match is hella crazy. And then Tiffany Strider be like, what the, the fuck? Hell no. Did a moonsault, or 
or she either did a she did a moonsault off the penalty box onto the entire group of metaphor. And I'm like, dog, if that's if that's not a hard hitting spot, or if that's not a NXT moment, then I don't know what is. Cause it was that match was full of great moments. I wanted Kalana Jordan to score some falls so so bad, and I mean so terribly bad. Woman was doing moonsaults, every single crazy ass move you can think of. She was going crazy in this match, and honestly, I was surprised that this woman did not get a fall. Like I think Lash had like, you know, uh, two falls. Tiffany Stratton had two falls. I think Fallon Henley had like two falls. And uh, I forgot who Blair Davenport pinned to get the third fall. But either way, all these women showed up and showed out during the match. Legit. And (laughs) oh my God. Like the whole thing, why like Stratton like just went after Henley after Henley got pinned was because like I think she did it. Like a couple seconds right before uh, Blair Davenport came out, and oh my god, that shit was just fire. That 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 entire in ring beef a little bit was hella good, but I really did like that uh, double uh, stomp from the rope onto Kalana Jordan. Literally, that shit was fire, and it and after that, Davenport had it in the bag. Davenport. Add in the back. And then, obviously, Tiffany Stratton with that, you know, that prettiest moonsault on, on like, onto, I think, uh, what is it? Davenport was fire. It was either on Davenport or Henley. I don't remember who it was. But the knee strike to end the entire match on Henley was good. And then after that, you see, uh, you see last session trying to get Blair Davenport in the last 50 seconds, but... Davenport was way too fast and became the woman's Iron Survivor winner. And like I said, the match was hidden. It was a really good match. Definitely topped last year's Iron Survivor Challenge match. Um, all these women, last legend, Kiana Jordan, Blair Davenport, um, Tiffany Stratton, Fallon Henley, they all deserve their flowers. They all did great during this match. I love them completely. I give them more respect than, you know, than more, like, Fallon Hanley, I think she was, like, an okay person, but after her performance and what happened at NXT deadline, I definitely give her her props, and this is the one I'm actually, I'll definitely give her props to, um, Trip Tiffany Stratton, like, no other former NXT women's champion, a very, like, the prettiest woman in all of NXT, you feel me, you know, she, she's been doing wonderful things, and, Hidden very like basically giving us great moments in matches like that, and her her moments, her spots in that match is just one of the reasons why she you know a, she'll be a very great great asset when it comes to NXT and to the entire NXT women's locker room, the entire NXT women's roster. I give her props where her props is due. Kalana Jordan, Kiana, uh, Kiana Jordan, one of the MVPs of the match. I really liked everything about this woman. From where she was to, you know, having debuted in NXT alongside with Dana Brooke. And to basically becoming her own person in this match. And pulling out the moves and the stops to try to at least score a pinfall. But not only to give, you know, 
you know, get people to talk about her and be like, yo, Kalana Jordan, you see that woman? She's great. She's a great woman. Like, you see that? See all the all spots, all she moves she did? And, like, they're going to be talking about her when it comes to this match right here. And this match definitely put her on the map for the better. And I'm so excited to see what they have in store for Kalana Jordan because she deserves all the props, all my flowers. She She's a very great woman to become a great NXT Women's Champion in the future. And I'll definitely... Definitely want to see more of what she can do in that ring and give her off more of her capability. And I want to see what crazy-ass matches they put her in, and I'm down for it all. Um, Last Legend, a woman that I didn't really care about at all from metaphor to a woman I'll definitely give her flowers to. And to a woman that I'm definitely now interested in after this match as well. Last Legend literally showed up, showed out, showed out... uh, and uh, showed us her uh, athleticism in that ring and what she can do. She was technically the biggest threat in this match, during this match, and she showed us why she's the biggest threat in this match. And from the kip-up to the clean kip-up to stacking two women on top of each other to get, you know, two pinfalls, showing us her big-ass powerhouse capabilities in that ring. To like to show up and show off to try to become the women's iron survivor. I loved it. I love this match very much. She deserves all my flowers. She's a very great woman that's probably gonna break away and become better than metaphor, I feel like, in the future. Because in my mind, i like she's a great she's a great uh woman entering. She 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 can wrestle really good in my opinion. After that match, she can wrestle really good. Um and I feel like, you know, she's bigger than metaphor. Like I said, metaphor is a great metaphor is a great faction in my opinion. But I feel like the you know she is bigger than metaphor, and I hundred percent agree with that. And when the time comes when she breaks off a metaphor, it's this is gonna be a crazy crazy match that I'm look or I'm, this is gonna be a crazy individual that I'm gonna be looking at. Not only through the rest of the time she's in NXT, but when she calls to the main roster, because I'm looking forward to what matches that Triple H will put her in. And the trip, and I know HBK and Triple H, when it comes to booking, they be cooking, you feel me? So I'm definitely looking forward to what she has to bring to the in-ring circle. And I'm definitely, definitely going to be watching this woman closely and see... You know, if she can become, you know, the future women's world champion or the future women's champion, I'm 100% convinced about all that. And Lash Legend, she's literally called Legend for a reason because she's literally a legend in the making. So, but overall, congratulations to all the women, or sorry, congratulations to um, Blair Davenport to become not only the woman's iron survivor, but the number one contender to face Lyria uh, Lyria Valkyria at NXT New Year's Evil in January. And I know this match is going to be really good because the last time this woman had a uh, number one contender spot was um, is when, when uh, Mandy Rose was in NXT at the time before she got fired. And she was the NXT Women's Champion. And I think uh, Miko or uh, Miko, however you said this woman's name from NXT UK, she was the champion. And they did, you know, all the unification matches for basically all the titles from NXT and NXT UK in the one. 
And Blair Davenport was in that match as well, too, because it became a triple threat match. And she did lose that match because, obviously, Mandy Rose, you already know what happened. Why, you know, she became double champion that day. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that Blair Davenport has what it takes to become NXT Women's Champion. I just know that, literally, we might have, you know, a triple threat match because after that match, um, when Lyra Valkyria came out, Cora J came out of nowhere at the end of the match and held up the NXT Women's Championship. So it may be either a triple threat match. She, she might insert herself to be, you know, for a triple threat match. And um, I definitely feel like, uh, like, was it Lyra Valkyria is definitely going to retain in this match. If it does become a triple threat match, if it doesn't, she's probably still going to retain and beat Blair Davenport anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm definitely looking forward to this match that's going to happen at, uh, uh, was it New Year's Evil this coming January? But watch out, because Blair Davenport, she, she's a sneaky one. She's a sneaky one, so watch out for her. So the next match we have on the list is Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King. This storyline between Lexus King, Carmelo Hayes, and, of course, Trick Williams is mind-boggling crazy. Plus, we kind of already know who did it, so this is kind of, you know, this is this is easy work, I should say, for uh, for us as the WWE Universe. Because, oh my god, from Carmelo Hayes, technically be, being jealous because his friend, or in his mind, his, not really his friend no more, is getting all of the spotlight now that basically Carmelo had for over, what, the past year, make it year and a half in NXT? Because, obviously, Trick Mello, for a very long time, was, you know, Carmelo Hayes' right-hand man. Until Trick said he gonna follow his own path, and look where he is now. And now, fast forward to, for this match, literally had to take out Trick Williams, had to hire Lexus King to take out Trick Williams... And then pin it on Lexus King because he took him out. But it was obliged by Carmelo Hayes to ask Lexus King to take him out. So he would not be blamed for his mad wrongdoings. And I'm going to let you guys know. We're not, when, we're, when I say we're not ready for the downfall of Trick and Melo Gang... We are legit not ready for the downfall of Trick and Mello game because we loved Carmelo Hayes when he was NXT when he was a two-time NXT North American champion when he was the NXT champion we loved him and we also loved Trick but since Trick has explored his own element and is doing better for himself as a, a wrestler Carmelo Hayes can't handle that his friend is becoming what in his eyes better than him and obviously, Carmelo Hayes said, fuck it, I'm going to hire somebody to take you out so you won't be part of that, you know, fatal four-way for the NXT uh, championship. And that's what Trick did, sorry, and that's what Carmelo Hayes did. Basically, hey, he was like, yo, Lexus, I know you knew, bro, but take out Trick Williams. Don't wanna, I, won't, I don't want him in that match, period. And then, literally, 
be playing victim. Say, yeah, bro, gonna be okay. I got you. We we family, bro. We bros, all this. And I'm like, dog, you sneaky, slime motherfucker. You ain't bros, bro. You literally, you basically said in your eyes, like, Trick is a nobody. He's always gonna be number two towards me. I'm always gonna be number one in this fucking Trick and Mellow gang. Nah, bruh. And then you legit had so much bad blood and accusations, like, pinned against you to the point you had to literally have a match with Lexus King to attempt to prove your innocence. And still, in a very hard-hitting match, because in the middle of the match, literally, Lexus King was like, bruh, stand up, shake my hand, and literally show how bad or how, basically, how terrible of a person you really are. And literally, in the middle of the match, he literally shook the hand, but literally pointed the middle finger, put the middle finger in his face, and literally said, fuck you, and, you know, did his famous finisher and pinned Lexus King. Because at the same time, King basically got in the middle of Trick and Metal gang business, inserted himself, like Trick was, was trying to punch King, but instead, King moved out the way, punched Carmelo on accident, and now it's vice versa. But this time, it was dra- it was a Dragunov, literally, at like this past NXT, Dragunov, Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes was technically doing a tug of war at the title. Dragunov let go, and then accidentally Carmelo Hayes swung the belt towards Trick William, hitting him in the face. So it's the it's the same kind of thing, but. Right here, Carmella's just trying to play the victim the entire time. Which we kind of see right through his fucking charade. Because, literally, right at NXT deadline, after the match, after Carmella walked out as the winner, he literally got on the mic and literally said, Bruh, that was a fire match. I really enjoyed that match, not gonna lie. But I was not the one who attacked Trick Williams. But, by the way, thank you for that amazing PLE spotlight. So, he basically used you, Lexus King used you, to get a match against you at Deadline, which it worked in his favor. So, and literally admitted that I'm not the one who attacked Trick. So, obviously, Lexus King is out the equation now. Lexus King is completely out the equation. So, now... Literally, Carmelo Hayes, in his mind, he has to think of a backup plan. It's like, ah, shit. So, now Alexis King admitted to the entire world that he's not the one who hit Trick Williams and injured him. So, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And now he came up with a very bullshit-ass story of pinning it against Ilya Dragunov. Really, bro? That's how dumb you got? Like, we as the WWE Universe knows that you did it. I know that you did it. My friends knew that you did it. The people watching at home know that you do it. The entire WWE Universe, including Raw and SmackDown, knew that you did it. We ain't stupid. It's just the same storyline you did back in 2015-2016 when Enzo and Cass was the hottest tag team in WWE history. They're the most popular tag team in NXT and the most popular tag team on Raw. And they did the same exact storyline, but it was vice versa. Now, come on, bro. 
Come on, man. This, this is too easy. We know it's you, Carmelo. Just admit it. It was 100% you. Just admit. You don't want to see your homeboy shine. You don't want to see your homeboy as just as much a spotlight as you, if not a lot more. And you don't and you don't want to be second place towards your best friend. <laughs> Bro, I swear. I swear. When it comes to, like, great duos, like Enzo and Cass... Or Trick and Mellow Gang, real talk. They don't want to see your boy eating. They don't want to see your boy winning. So we gonna win, right? That's what Trick. This is this is what Carmelo is, bro. All right, you gonna take the spotlight from me, bro? You gonna you gonna take the spotlight from me, cut? Okay, okay, all right, all right. I will take the case on all you bitches. <laughs> I know I got it in Denzel Washington, but that's what it feels like. That's what a hundred percent feels like. He's like, okay, all right, all right. I want to take case on all you bitches. You think you can do this to me? Trick, trick. I'm gonna make sure you not wrestling no more at Pelican Bay. <laughs> that's exactly what this entire storyline. Feels like. And it's hilariously funny. Oh, God. There's a little bit of cringeworthy to watch here. But it just reminds me a little bit of, you know, the entire, like I said, Enzo and Cass situation. A little bit of the Degeneration X situation. And literally has a little spin with Denzel Washington on it. Like, that's that's all it is. That's all it is, bro. And it's hilarious to watch because... It, this is going to be one of the best storylines that WWE has done on NXT in a very long time. Like, real talk. And the, the last one that was hard-hitting as this was the downfall of the Undisputed Era. That's it. Like, that's... Besides that, this is going to be a hilariously good as to, like, your storyline-wise, but I know that the execution, when it comes down... So when it's like Trick Williams versus Carmelo Hayes, this is going to be a fire match, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm 100% looking forward to this match when this match comes. Because, I'm not, like I said, there, but, but the match overall, like, you know, Carmelo Hayes is going to walk out as the winner anyway. That's That was obvious. You know, Lexus King is fresh on the roster. You know, he still has a lot more things to do to solidify himself as one of the greats on NXT but I already knew that Carmelo Hayes was going to win this. Like, he's going to shift all his anger on Lexus. He's going to try to, like, you know, say, Lex, hey, Lexus did it. It's not me, girl. Like, we all know what Carmelo Hayes' game is. This is this is too easy. This is Carmelo Hayes we talk about. Carmelo Hayes don't care. He don't. So, he's going to, if he's going to pry some answers out of you, he's going to try to pry some answers out of you. And if you he doesn't pry the answer at you and you and he fails at that, he's gonna blame it on someone else. And the problem with Carmelo Hayes is he don't have accountability for himself. He know that he don't like Trick Williams, you know, stepping in his spotlight or basically overshadowing him, as we like to call it. All you gotta do is be like, hey bro, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't expect you. I mean I expect you to, you know, blow up like this. And like he could have literally just literally said something along just lines as that, and basically you know 
speak this piece in private, all right? Or in front of the WWE Universe. I could care less. Either way, the downfall of this, of this entire duo, is going to hurt badly. Because people loved Carmelo Hayes for a minute, right? For a very long time. People are starting to love Trick Williams. I mean, personally, I loved both of them. Regardless, I love both of them, but I'm starting to levitate between Trick more because Howie is solidifying himself on the NXT roster. Like, stepping out of Carmelo Hayes' shadow. And you see it there that, like, night of what happened on uh, NXT deadline. And Carmelo Hayes is the one to switch the blame because, like I said, the dude it doesn't know the definition of accountability. Accountability is out the window when it comes to Carmelo Hayes. So, like I said... The entire thing when um, when Carmelo Hayes tried to come out and interrupt um, interrupt the whole thing between Ilya Dragunov, like the promo between Ilya Dragunov and Trick Williams, it shows that Carmelo Hayes is just all about himself. He was all about himself from the jump, and he was all about himself when he was with Trick as NXT North American Champion. And he's all about himself when he became NXT champion. That's it, bro. Carmelo Hayes, you are guilty as charged, my guy. You are guilty as charged. There is nothing you could say or do to get your ass out of that situation, bro. And at this point, with a great match you had, congratulations to you on winning that or beating at, like Lexus uh, King because we all knew that you were going to beat him. Bro, you are selfish as hell. And this, like, Trick Williams is probably going to give you the beating that you deserve. I'm just letting you know, man, because you deserve it. You deserve the hell because Trick Williams is a rising star. And Carmelo Hayes, you are a sorry excuse for NXT champion. You're a great NXT champion. I'm not going to lie. You're a really great NXT champion. But the selfishness is overpowering you, and it is... Blocking your good aura, and I don't know what to say about you no more because you are now becoming a selfish brat that wants a spotlight on you. Simple. That's what you are, Carmelo Hayes. That's what you always will become still in your last days in NXT. I'm just telling the truth, man. But speaking of Trick, Mil- uh, Trick Williams, the next match that we have on the list is the men's Iron Survivor match, and it had uh, Briggs Jensen, Dijak, uh, Tyler Bate, and um, Will uh, Trick Williams. So, this match, oh my god. Everybody in this match cooked. Braun, Trick, Bate, Dijak, Briggs, they all cooked during this match. And I love this match. I, I Like, in my opinion, in my opinion, and I feel like a lot of people will agree with me, match of the night was the men's Iron Survivor Challenge match. Literally. My boy, Trick Mello, did a 3-0 and zero comeback. Because the entire match, man, he had no pinfall. None. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Dijak and Briggs was was going at each other in the start of this match. Literally. He literally did a, fe- a good, impressive feast your eyes on, on Briggs. 
Josh Briggs, like real talk. My my boy Briggs, he held his own. I'm not gonna lie, he held his own. As a person like starting to you know fly on his own, at least to you know satisfy himself as one of the greats in NXT. It, and it, it was it was so good. It was really so good. Briggs was doing his thing. Then Tyler Bate came in. Briggs did a very uh, did a clothesline, and literally he did a clothesline on Tyler Bate, and yeah, he got his fall. I'm like, dog, this, this, this was a fire match. This was a this was a really good match. Like he well he tried to get his fall on Tyler Bate, and it, it didn't really work out. But one of the people, because I had two, I had two people to win this match. It was either going to be Braun Breaker or Trick Williams. It not well scratch that. It was three people: it was Tyler Bate, Trick Williams, and Braun Breaker. But the MVP of this match definitely, definitely was Trick Williams by far. But before I get into talking about that. As soon as Braun Breaker came into the ring, the first spear, bam, 10 seconds, got it. Second spear, Tyler Bate, bam, got it. Third spear, off the top rope. I think it was it was I think it was Briggs or Dijak. Bam! Third spear. Three falls in 40 seconds. That if that's not a world record, I don't know what is. Bruh had Three falls in forty seconds, and I'm like, dog, this is this is. It was already a three way tie. It was legit already a three way tie. I think not even what, what fifteen minutes in this match. It was it was either like I don't know if it was fifteen or like ten minutes. I don't remember, but. I was like, dog, are we going to have Braun Breaker be an, another number one contender for this match? Because we are, I don't know if we already seen, we never really seen, um, Ilya, I, yeah, we already seen Ilya and Braun Breaker, I think, when Braun was NXT champion. I don't remember if we did or not, but I just know that if we did, if it was Braun versus Trick, I would not Braun versus Trick. If it was Ilya versus Trick, I can't even speak. If it was Ilya versus Braun, there we go. I can't even speak to what I'm trying to say correctly. If it was Ilya versus Braun, I swear that match would be hard-hitting, but they would have probably gave it to Braun immediately again, which we've seen Braun Breaker as a two-time NXT champion, so we really don't really need to see that again from Braun. But um, I would definitely say... Everybody in this match was great, but the last 15 minutes of this match was great. Was was awesome. I really, really liked it. Tyler Bate was doing his thing. Braun was doing his thing. Trick desperately trying to get a fall. Desperately trying to get a fall. And I remember everybody was cooking. Every single person was cooking, man. And... Literally, it was so, so good. Because after a while, um, Bate picked up a fall, and then Briggs picked up a fall, and then literally, uh, 
Uh, I don't know who what who Trick Williams pinned. Oh yeah, Trick Williams pinned uh, Josh Briggs. He picked up his first ball, then got super kicked in the face by uh by Dijak, and then after that, where it looked like the where it looked like um it was, I don't remember who Dijak hit to uh try to get the fourth fall to basically. Almost be the number one contender. Out of nowhere, Eddie Thorpe came out of nowhere and legit just cost Dijak, you know, cost Dijak to become the, the Iron Survivor, right? Came out of nowhere, got a pin, like, uh, got a pin, third, like, second pin on, um, on Dijak. There you go. And then Tyler Bate came out of nowhere, try to hit, hit, like, a, like, a, uh, try to hit his move. Came out of nowhere. Another pin. One, two, three. Trick had three. Trick had three. And it was like, what? Close to 20 seconds left in the match? And then out of nowhere, Braun was up. Flying, like, flying knee. Or whatever his, wherever the knee, uh, whatever his finisher was. But hit Braun in the face. Knocked him out clean. One, two, Three, bro had four falls in a minute, in a minute and ten. I don't know how that happened, but he had four falls in a minute and ten. That is the greatest comeback in the Iron Survivor match I've ever seen. You cannot tell me that's not the best comeback you have ever seen in a men's Iron Survivor match. Trick Williams was the MVP of that entire match, bro. And I can't wait. I seriously cannot wait when the time comes when I see my boy Trick Williams ever doing something as dastardly daring as that. You cannot tell me from that point of view because we were all hyped. I was hyped. I was like, yo, there's no way Trick can pull this off in like the last minute. And he basically, he basically did it in the last minute or so, and the crowd went wild. The crowd went wild, and I loved every second of that men's Iron Survivor match. That's why the men's Iron Survivor match was the match of the night. And it was all because of Trick Williams, bruh. But everybody did their part. Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate did their part. By the way, before he got the, first, the fourth fall... When it was like, what, 20 seconds left to go? Everybody was tied at three. And I think it was you know, everybody except, I think, for Briggs. Yeah, everybody except for Briggs was tied at three. Uh, Tyler Bate was tied at three. Um, Trick Williams was tied at three. Braun Breaker was tied at three. And Dijak was all tied at three. And I was like, there's in my mind, I was like, is this dude legit about to get the fourth fall in like 10 seconds? And he did hit that man with the flying knee. His finisher knocked him out. One, two, three. And then all you hear, and your winner of the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, Trick Williams. Bruh, the crowd went crazy. I went crazy. It was an amazing match, and I loved it. I was so happy for Trick Williams, man. 
And literally, this was basically like, um, like that comeback when it was Cavs and versus Golden State. Remember when Cavs in 2016 was down three and one, and they came back and won the NBA Finals. This time, it was Trick Williams coming back 3-0 and and literally beating everybody, getting four falls in a minute and so. In like a minute. Dog, you cannot tell me. You cannot tell me this match was garbage. You cannot tell me this match was bad. Because this match, from the start, had me on my feet. Till the end, had me on my feet. And Trick Williams is the MVP of a great... Iron Survivor series match. You, oh my god. I swear, but Trick, Trick is basically, Trick is him. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Carmelo, you're not him no more. Trick is him. Trick is 100% him. He will always be him. And he proves it that night, bro. Trick is him. And Booker T went crazy off. He was, bro, as soon as like, mm, whoop that trick. Yeah, whoop that trick. Uh-huh, whoop that trick. I like it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> you cannot tell me trick is not him. He is him for a reason. And that match at the at NXT deadline made him become him. He is the new him of NXT. You cannot tell me otherwise, son. You cannot tell me otherwise. Trick Williams is him and will always be him. I'm telling y'all, bro. Oh my god. That was the I was that shit was fun as hell, man. I don't have words because of how fun and exciting that match was. Everybody did they part? Everybody showed up and showed out. Gave us in a great, amazing match. An amazing match to be out of our seats. And this is the outcome we got. A great outcome. The right person won in this match. Because if the wrong person won, like Braun Breaker, oh yeah, we would have riot. If Dijak won, we would have riot. If Briggs won, we would have riot. If Tyler Bate won, he would be accepted. I'm not gonna lie. Tyler Bate would be accepted. I'm, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't lie to you. But at the same time, people will still boo you. I'm not gonna lie. But Trick Williams showed up, showed out, did what he had to do, and the crowd was over for this man. Was so over for him, and he deserves the flowers, the props, the the bow, everything. So congratulations to Trick Williams to not only becoming the men's Iron Survivor, but the number one contender to face Ilya Dragunov at NXT New Year's Evil in January. I am excited for this match. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to who's gonna basically basically gonna be the MVP of that match because Trick worked his ass off to get to where he is right now. I know Ilya Dragunov is waiting for for Trick, and plus, in during their promo, during their promo, Trick, Trick Williams and Dragunov, it was all great vibes, great vibes during during their promo, and you can tell that Dragunov has so much respect for Trick since day one. So, I'm gonna let y'all know 
right now, man. This is this is not only battle of the friends, but this is the battle of who can be or who can become NXT champion. Is it Trick Williams, the rising star of NXT, basically overshadowing his friend Carmelo Hayes, or the Mad Dragon himself, the the NXT champion Ilya Dragunov? We just gotta wait and see, but drag, but but Trick Williams. Trick, my boy, you you whooped that trick for a reason. And I know you're going to whoop that trick when it comes to Dragunov and NXT New Year's Evil. Can't wait for this match to happen. So the next match we have on the list is Kiana James versus Roxanne Perez. And in, in my mind, like, this match wasn't bad at all. But I don't know. I just wasn't interested in, in this match. Not... I wasn't really interested in this match at all. If you think, if I have to think about it, because personally, like Roxanne Perez is a really great wrestler. She's a really great wrestler on the women's roster, and she has some great, crazy matches when it comes to stipulations and like usually her last match like type rivalries. Like if I remember, um, her last match as NXT Women's Champion was defending her title on a ladder against five other women. One, and I think a couple of them was, one of them was Indy Hartwell. One of them was Tiffany Stratton. I don't remember who the rest of them were or who the rest of the women were, but she she lost NXT, the, uh, the NXT Women's Championship and Indy Hartwell won it. So, and, and then after that, you know, she had some beef with Blair Davenport and, you know, her, their beef was, you know, was around for a minute. And after that, I think their last match was at a Great American Bash, where it was like either a Weapons Wild match or an Unsanctioned match. I don't remember what it was. And she won that match. And now, fast forward to with Kiana and Roxanne's uh, rivalry matches. Their last match was uh, a Steel Cage match. And I'm not saying, like, the steel cage match wasn't a good idea. It was, it was a great idea because, you know, these are two women that solidify, that solidify themselves on the women's roster of NXT and, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. I mean, I know Raxon Perez. We all know what, you know, who she is. But when it comes to Kiana James, it's like we know who you are. We've seen you wrestle. You've been on, um, you, you've been on a couple... Um, PLEs, and, you know, you, you showed up with some of them. But as in, like, as in caring for a match like this, I just didn't really care all that much for this match. And, like, I'm not saying it wasn't a very low point of the show. It wasn't. It's, it, was a, it was a really good match after a while, you know, with the spots in the cage and, you know, the whole chair shot and, and all that type of stuff. But the rivalry was good. The lead-up to this match was, was really good. And to take it in the next level, like a steel cage, it is is great. I I feel like, in my opinion, they should have had this in like a hell in a cell. Cause imagine a hell in a cell match on NXT on NXT PLE. That would be insanely crazy. Cause the steel cage and war games cages is the and maybe the fight pit is the only ones that are like like cage worthy on NXT. But also, they're not going to go extreme like, oh, hell in a cell. Now, if they did hell in a cell, 
that would be a crazy stipulation. I'm not going to lie. Because they just brought a, an Extreme Rules match to NXT, to the, uh, to NXT not too long ago when Becky Lynch was the NXT Women's Champion at the time. So, yeah, you know, it's been a minute. It, it, it's, it's been a minute since they had, like, some crazy-ass stipulation, like, you know, like that for the women. I mean, besides the uncensored match in the steel cage. But I feel like Hell, hell in a Cell, if, if this match between Kiana James and Roxanne Perez was in a Hell in a Cell, oh, yeah, it would have been a lot better than what it was. Not going to lie. Um, and literally, these two superstars was going like crazy. They were. They said, they were like, fuck this. I ain't, I ain't taking no more bullshit. Roxanne said that. Kiana James said that. So he's like, all right, cool. You want to go hash it out? We're going to hash this out in a ring. We're going to hash this out in an enclosed ring that neither of us can escape. So I'm tired of your BS. You feel me? So, well, yeah, overall, the match was good. The match was good. Had some moments. Had some great moments. But did I take away anything this match? Like, it was super crazy, like, mom-boggling crazy. Not really, not really. Like besides, like the good moments. I think the only rem- the only thing I remember is uh, from this match is Kiana James opening the door and then crawling out, and then and her body was like full. Like I won't say her body, but a little half a chunk of her body was uh, underneath the ring. And Roxanne Perez pulling her out, and then uh, you know Kiana James pulled out a steel chair, was about to hit her missed, and then, you know, hit her, like, to, you know, throw off her balance. And then, uh, Izzy Dame, a woman that I don't know about, nor heard from ever on the NXT roster came out, helped, helped, uh, Keanu James by hitting Roxanne in the face with the steel cage, and then literally, and then literally, uh, what is it? Allowing her to hit her finishing move, the deal breaker, to win the match. So, I mean, this probably feud is is probably it's either all over, it's either over or probably not far from over. We don't know because, like I said, I really haven't been paying attention to this feud all that much. Like when it comes to Roxanne, it's not really her why I don't get interested in. It's more like her opponents. Maybe her last opponent with Blair. Then that match, I can see why it was a really good match. Because it was like a, it's like a weapons wild match. A weapons wild match is like anything goes or or basically fall counts anywheres or I quit or it's it's something crazy like that. It's it or it's not really anything like um. It's not really being anything bad if it's like those those matches. But if it's like a regular ass match. And I really couldn't get behind it. It, it was a steel cage. Yeah, it, like, it bumped up the credibility to be a great match. But it was still kind of slow to me. Like, the entire match just felt slow. And it's like, it felt energetic but slow at the same time. It's it's a weird feeling. It's 100% a weird feeling. But overall, um, I, was, I would definitely say Roxanne Perez usually cooks and delivers when it comes to matches like this. And she did on her end cook and deliver. Um, I would say a good amount, a good chunk of the... Uh, the crowd wasn't really feeling this match. Like, with me, I wasn't really finished feeling the match all that much. Um, and, it, like I said, it was very slow-paced as well, too. So, I mean, it could be better, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. I don't think... I think this is, like, it, it's going to stay like this. It's not really that much to this match. 
But uh, overall, congratulations to uh, uh, Nick, oh, was it Kanaya James uh, with the help of um, Izzy Dang to beat Roxanne Perez in this uh, still cage match that looked like it was crazy, but at the same time, it uh, it wasn't the same. Like you know, if you feel what I'm getting, if you know what I'm trying to say, because usually when I have to say with Roxanne Perez when it comes to her opponents. They're, like, a lot more death-defined than this. Like, Blair, like Blair Davenport was, like, a, a lot better than, like, like James, than Kanaya James. And then, you know, all people like Mandy Rose and people like, and now she did Trifty Stratton, that would be a lot better match. I'm not going to lie. Either Tiffany Stratton or Last Legend or, shoot, uh, was it, was it Kilani Jordan? Shoot, those matches will actually be a lot better. But since it's with Keanu James, eh, I'm not really a fan of her. Not, not that much. She's just, I don't know. It's like something about it just screams meh to me. Like, oh, God. Like, it, it doesn't scream like, you know, I actually, like, fuck with this person. It's more like you're boring. Like, you're boring, but you're not boring at the same time. You got to convince me that you're, like, hella good. Or besides that, like, it's you're just... Just not it. You might be it to some people in the eyes, in their eyes, but for me, she she's like one of the people that's just not it. That's that I don't really looking forward to when it like comes to a wrestling match. It's just more like she just like a lot of her matches, including on when it comes to like wrestling on the USA Network on on, on NXT. It's like it just seems boring. It just seems boring, slow. I can't really get behind her character work. In a, in a way, she reminds me a lot like Eve Torres, but at the same time, not because of how she is. But her persona, her character work, it's very close to Eve Torres, you know, way a little, like way back when um, on that type of fiasco of a Monday Night Raw, you know, when it was Eve and Eve basically, you know, with Zack Ryder and John Cena. All that That's what it reminded me of. That It's that version of Eve. It's not really... You know, you know when like John Cena roasted her that type of Eve, but that's what her character in my eyes looks very similar to, and I can see some of the similarities, and I can also see a lot of differences. But that's my best comparison, my me comparing her to that you know that person at that time. But overall, like match was like just all right. It was okay. You know, it's a moment had its moments here, moments there, but. You know, it's, it's, and to me, it's like the lowest point of the show. But the last match, the last and final match on this card, the main event of NXT Deadline was Ilya Dragunov defending his NXT Championship against Baron Corbin. Now, I will definitely say this. Dragunov is... Dragunov and Baron Corbin are two of... The most, I would say most hard-hitting, but they're up there as hard-hitting wrestlers when it comes to to these two. Because obviously you have people like Dijak, you have people like Braun Breaker, you have people like Baron Corbin, Ilya Dragunov. And the list goes on for some of the very powerhouse-type wrestlers. And these two, um, they brung the house down in this main event. I really liked it. In my opinion, it wasn't... You know, it wasn't it, it was it wasn't better than the men's Iron Survivor match, but it was really good for what it was uh 
for the hype around it. Because these two were going at it ever since um, when Carmelo Hayes lost to uh, Dragunov at Halloween Havoc. Literally, their their beef has been going on since, you know, but since a little bit before that. And he wanted that NXT title for a minute. Like, not gonna lie, at one point in time, Baron Corbin might be NXT champion. We, we don't know yet. True, he might be NXT champion, maybe around stand and deliver. We have no idea how long he's gonna have this title for, or how long Ilya Dragunov will have the title for. But I know that Baron uh, Baron Corbin's time as any or next in line for NXT champion is is near. I don't know how near, but I know is here. But that night, Dragunov did prove why he should be and always stay. As NXT champion, and not gonna lie, not gonna lie, Baron Corbin at one point had the advantage, and I'm talking about this was like hard hitting. I think one of my best, I think one of the moments that I really liked is when Dragunov did a coast to coast to Baron Corbin, and I and entire time Baron Corbin was coming after this dude's ribs, like this dude ribs was hurting, hurting to the point. He looked like he was about to give up like halfway through the match. That's how bad he was going after Dragunov. Dra- and you know how Dragunov is. Dragunov will take the beating, but he ain't going to stay down for nobody. Nobody. And literally, he was going ham with Dragunov's midsection of the body like it's nothing. Like he said, bro, if I'm taking this NXT title... I'm going to take it off of you the hard way. There's no easy way coming out of this. You're going to be bruised up, banged up, chair to the face, you to the steel steps, maybe onto the apron, onto the, like, maybe going through an ounce table. You're going to be leaved up, bruised, my boy. You ain't coming out of this alive. This is what Baron said in his head, bro, because he, he wanted that NXT championship badly. Ever when Remember when Carmelo Hayes was still NXT champion? Remember that time that he faced uh, Carmelo Hayes at Gold Rush, NXT Gold Rush, for that title? That's the same way he was. Same way, but this one a lot brutal version of Baron Corbin because he wanted, he wanted that title badly. But at the end of the day, he exhorted, like, uh, at the end of the day, Dragunov absorbed all the pain and all the dr- and all the adrenaline and his anger just was on another level when it comes to, like, crazy. I don't know. And then he, he whispered into something, like, he whispered in a Baron Corbin's ear. I don't know what he whispered, but after that, he literally did, you know, the, the, the torpedo Moscow. Not once, not twice, but... Three times to make his statement. Three times to I'm like, hey, bro, you can you can challenge me. I'm gonna give you a challenge, but you not gonna you might win the you might win the fight, but you ain't winning the war. You feel me? And bam, one, two, three, retains against Baron Corbin to retain to retain his NXT championship. And there's a lot of people, when I saw, when I watched this match, they said that, uh, they said that Baron Corbin deserves to be NXT champion. And I believe y'all, he deserves to be NXT champion. Just, just not now. Just, just not now. And I would say maybe he can be 
NXT champion, more like stand and deliver next year. But I can't not see this man. Um, I, I can't see this man becoming an NXT champion now because Ilya Dragunov is on another level. He worked way too hard, just like he said in that promo battle. He like, like before that match, he said, "Bro, I worked way too hard to and sacrificed my body to you know not stand here today as NXT champion." He said that. And I believe him. I we watched him day in day out from NXT UK to where he is now. We saw this man fought long and hard to get where he's at, to become like a two-time NXT UK champion, dethroning one of the greatest NXT UK champions of all time, Gunther, aka Walter at that time. And now fast forward to NXT. He's literally faced Carmelo Hayes twice for the title. Beat him at at NXT No Mercy to become, to become, I'm going to say it again, to become NXT champion. And all that hard work has paid off. But as always, we got someone that's always pissed because they want it. They, they, you know, they couldn't have it at that time because that person didn't allow them to have it. And that name was Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin, he's a, he's a special son of a gun if you think about it. Because Baron Corbin has worked his ass off to get where he is right now. Like, this better version of Corbin is insane. You feel me? This better Corbin of Zane, I mean, this better version of Corbin is insane. Because, like, when he, when he did a lone wolf gimmick, NXT, his first one in NXT, it was good. It was, it, was, it was phenomenal. Then his main roster came in. His main roster thing, Raw and SmackDown. It was trash, not gonna lie. Raw and, Raw and, like, SmackDown, it was good, but Raw version was garbage. Then he went back down to NXT, revamped himself, became a lot better version of himself. And look where you're at now, putting on banger matches with people like Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. And it shows. It shows this man worked his ass off. By the way, the only titles or the only things that this man has ever won in his career was King of the Ring, was the United States Championship, and money in the bank. And all three of them failed miserably. Money in the bank contract. He lost it. He cashed in and lost it. United States title. It was not really a very good run. King of the ring. He was in 2021. He lost his... In 2021, he legit lost... Uh, his title of being King of the Ring to Shinsuke Nakamura. And after a while, for a couple months, we got King Nakamura. So, I'm going to let you know right now. Baron Corbin had came a long way from embarrassment. He even did the whole rich thing where, you know, he was broke for a amount of time, stole Biggie's money in the bank contract, became rich, 
became an asshole, but 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 still still became rich, more of an asshole than usual. But now we're on burn the ships version of Baron Corbin, like kind of way in his American badass type, you know, attire, just kind of a little bit of a you know Undertaker, you know, type theme, but you know some inspiration from the Undertaker. You feel me? And now we're into this badass version of Corbin and, you know, a basically more ruthless version of Ilya. You take the two together and you put in a great match. The match, like I said, it was very high hopes. And I have very high hopes for this match. And I'm not saying Baron Corbin should like shouldn't win. In my mind, he should he should win. He should become NXT champion. But with a person like Ilya Dragunov working too hard to where he is, to where he got to, Ilya had to win. Ilya Dragunov had to win this match. Cause we as people don't want to see the you know the title being flip flopped to every single person we could think of. Cause they already ruined that for the main roster. We ain't trying to have that ruined for the NXT. Cause if that got ruined for NXT, oh lord, that that entire band would have went downhill after that. Cause obviously we had Baron, we had not Baron, we had Braun Breaker hold that title for basically over a year, combined over a year. We had, and then we had uh, Carmelo Hayes had that, hold that title for a couple months, from April to like. I think it was around uh, No Mercy, so I don't know what day nor what month No Mercy fall under. And after No Mercy, we we have to this day, which is you know past deadline and going forward into um, stand and deliver next year. So I would I would one hundred percent definitely say this. Dragonoff is a very very good NXT champion. He deserves it. He works hard to where he is right now. And his next opponent, legit, his next opponent is Trick Williams. And I know that this Trick Williams is not going to go easy. Because, you know, Trick Williams and Dillian Dragon off are friends. They're both friends with each other. They're cool with each other. They, you know, Iliad gave Trick his flowers. Trick gave Iliad his flowers. You know, they both compliment each other because they're great in the win, in the ring. Uh, Ilya Dragunov compliment Trink on how how fast he's rising in NXT, how over he is in NXT, how the people chant him, chant whoop that tricked his own theme. People love, even Ilya is impressed of how Trick is. Trick is impressed about Dragunov. How he became NXT champion can give this man his props when it needs to be said. But coming New Year's Evil, all that going out the window. All that going out the window. They both going to turn into, into heart-shaped, I won't say heart-shaped villains, but I know that Trick is going to be the babyface, the superhero babyface. Ilya Dragunov, even though he's technically a babyface, he's going to turn a villain. Technically, it's babyface versus babyface. But he's going to turn into anti-hero. And once that happens, 
I know, I 100% know for sure that Carmelo Hayes, he gonna cause Trick to win. I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> Literally, three weeks from now, three weeks from NXT New Year's Evil, Car- Carmelo Hayes gonna cause Trick to win. The true colors will come out of Carmelo Hayes. And once that happens, Ilya Dragunov will will see it as an opportunity. He will see it as, oh shoot, this is my opportunity to strike. And he will beat Trick Williams and retain the title as NXT champion. But till then, we will enjoy these last couple weeks as Trick Williams as the number one contender. Because when that time comes, I'm telling you, when that time comes, it ain't fun and games no more. It ain't no ha-has. It ain't no he-he's. It's all business. Ilya Dragunov gonna be standing on business. Trick Williams gonna be standing on business. And that business is for the NXT Championship. And I know that's gonna be a crazy match. I'm looking forward to this crazy match. And I that I know that these two, these two people, these two wonderful faces of NXT will steal the show for New Year's Evil. I a hundred percent believe that. I a hundred percent believe that. And shoot, that might shoot. That that will be the start of one of maybe like the greatest matches or one of the you know start to be like one of them contenders or nominees for the best match of 2024. We don't know. They they I'm telling you right now that match will be cooking. They might cook, they might not. As long as it's booked properly, then we know. And when that time comes, we will know. But overall, congratulations to Ilya Dragunov to retaining his NXT championship against Baron Corbin himself. We'll obviously we'll see Dragunov and Trick Williams at New Year's Evil coming time in a couple weeks. I'm excited. I'm waiting for it. It's going to be airing on the USA Network, you feel me? So, and I have high hopes for this match, and I hope this match don't fail me. I'm let you know right now, because if it fails my expectations, because I don't really have expectations, for, uh, high expectations for this match. All I know is that Trick is going to lose because Carmelo Hayes cost him the win. That's what my eyes is sighting. Is, is that, that's what my eyes uh, is going to see. As much as I want Trick Williams to become NXT champion, just as I much want the NXT universe for Trick to become NXT champion, it's not going to happen because Carmelo Hayes is going to cause Trick Williams to win at New Year's Evil, and you're going to have a rivalry match, a bittersweet rivalry match between Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. I know it's going to happen, but it's definitely going to happen. And like I said before, we are not ready for the breakup of Trick and Melo Gang. But overall, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to me and vibing me and chilling me as usual each and every week. I appreciate the love, the support that y'all bring to the podcast. Um, the, from the views, the people liking it, the listeners, I appreciate it. 
It either matter from it's from it doesn't matter if it's from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or just other websites. I appreciate that you know even just random people that I you know that tune in from other countries and listening to this and and I'd never expect like people all like you know people all over the world start listening to it because all I do is just talk about just wrestling and what I love to watch and my input on like and the news and like stuff on you know wrestling news and stuff like that it doesn't matter if it's WWE AEW you know people like you know wrestling companies like that I don't care I just love what I put out for um for my listeners for my consumers that like what I talk about and you know, for the people on YouTube, yeah, I know I haven't really been posting that much on, on uh, YouTube because you know stuff to do with my computer and everything. You know, when you know stuff's been you know, been tight, but I'm trying to work my way back up to what I was do like you know where I was beforehand, where I can upload constantly, consistently editing it, editing a lot. So yeah, for right now, you'll get just nothing but straight podcasts each and every week, podcast episodes each and every. A week throughout the month, but soon, like, but very, very soon, later that will change. I'll start doing video podcasts. I do plan on doing video podcasts. Um, the start of a good either January or February, somewhere around there. I don't know what days, but when they start, they will start and they will be consistent every single week. I will start posting on the main channel very soon. I just don't know when, because like I said, because I'm on computer and stuff, but I am working on that, but you know, other stuff I have to take, you know, you know, do like privately, you know, family stuff, family matter, but overall, I'll, I'll be consistent as I possibly can because I love what I do and I don't want to leave you hanging with just barely and, you know, with no, with no content to put out. So besides that, I work very hard to where I'm at. I've been doing this for two plus years. Next Next year in May would be three years I've been doing my podcast and I love doing it. Maybe sooner or later I'll start having like permanent, um, like a co, like a, like a co-host or so. But for right now, it, you know, for every now and then I'll have like you know guests, but I'll start trying to have guests on the podcast as well too. People give their air input on uh things and but yeah. Yeah, I love what I do. Plus, it's it's, the, it's close to the end of 2023. We going, we close to 2024, and we going to the top. We never, ever going to stop. We going to keep grinding, working hard, and get to where we want to be. And either way, either don't matter if I'm at, you know, a couple, if I'm at a couple uh, podcast subscribers to maybe a million or more, it don't matter. I'm going to be consistent, and I'm going to be love what I'm, I'm going to love what I put out for y'all. Because it's my hard work. I'm not going to change for nobody. Simple. But anyway, this is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow me across all social medias, ODM Official, across like Instagram, Twitter, like Facebook and stuff, like Organized Mess on the YouTube page. And then my other page, my main page, Antoine TV2. And you can follow that all across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. But this is the host of Organized Mess, Antoine TV2 here. Hope everybody has a great week, upcoming weekend. Stay safe out there. And peace, y'all.